Welcome to a special edition of the ClassCast podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tibbins. Today, I'm going to talk quickly through the best of 2020 and a quick look forward to 2021. Before I do a recap of any of the previous episodes and things like that, I want to take a moment to thank all of the listeners who have supported the ClassCast podcast throughout the year. We've added a lot of listeners in the last few months and had some great opportunities to talk to guests from all over the country, all over the continent, and really share some interesting perspectives on what schools do and how we can do them better. As you know, the mission of the ClassCast podcast is to facilitate outside-the-box conversations, sort of looking at the big ideas and philosophical foundations of education and what we're trying to accomplish in schools today. I think that 2020 has been a wonderful year for that discussion because, one, it's the first full calendar year that I've been recording and sharing these these discussions, but also because it was a year in which so many things were made difficult and it forced so many of us to question the previous assumptions that we, we just took for granted. We had ideas about what school was, and suddenly when we're forced to move online or to hybrid scheduling, when students are forced to work more independently or take more advantage of the technology available to them, a lot of the things that we thought we were doing or needed to do in school, those ideas have changed or at least been challenged. And certainly, while we would never want to experience a pandemic again, we would never want to put anyone into these situations again, and we certainly don't want to take lightly the the loss of health and the loss of lives that so many people have experienced this year. I do think that it's it's acceptable and probably healthy to try to look for some silver linings. And, you know, personally, in a, in a very narrow sense, this has been a good year for the podcast. I've produced 38 episodes that have been listened to on six continents. I think we have officially crossed over uh, 7,000. I think we might be maybe getting close to 8,000 downloads on this thing. And, and so uh, really picking up some traction. I think that the, the kinds of guests that I've been hosting, the kind of topics we're addressing and the general conversation and mission are, are really starting to resonate with people as we are questioning more of what we do in schools and how we can do it better. So for anyone who has listened to any of the episodes throughout this year, I appreciate your time and your support. For all of the guests, I appreciate you taking the time to have these conversations, to share your ideas, your work, your goals, and and to play along as I ask you know what I hope are good questions with the goal of, of improving outcomes and improving experiences for our students. I say that education is anything we can do to empower and uplift the individual. You know, if we're helping you to learn a skill, a concept, to have an experience that somehow makes you a better, more empowered person, then that was education and that was good. Uh, obviously, when we can empower and uplift the individuals in a community, the community will be improved along with it. And so as we think, what can we do in school? What should we do in school to improve those outcomes? I think that 2020 has provided some opportunities for us to see different things that schools can do and different ways we can function, whether online or in person, to achieve better outcomes and maybe to help different students achieve in different ways. So while we have a lot to complain about in 2020, there's also a lot to be thankful for. And I personally want to want to thank my wife and my children for tolerating me doing this podcast because this sometimes can be time consuming. I would again like to thank the guests and all of the listeners who have who have joined in. For 2021, my goals are to continue to expand the podcast. Now, obviously that would mean, you know, a larger audience, but for me actually more importantly, I'd like to expand the focus and increase the the number of people and maybe the kinds of people or the, the the kinds of perspectives that are going to be included. I would like to address obviously whatever topics seem relevant at the time, but but specifically I would like to get a closer look at the ideas of school choice. We hear a lot of talk about improving students' quote unquote voice and choice in schools. And I think that there's a growing movement for school choice in general, whether that be through vouchers, charter schools, etc. 
This is an idea that I struggle with because I see a lot of value in it and I like increasing individual freedom. I also understand that some of this can potentially undercut equity initiatives or can leave some students out. And so I I would like to learn more about it. I'm trying to come at it with an open mind. So I'm trying to book some guests who are knowledgeable on the concept of school choice so that I can learn more and hopefully provide our listeners with a better understanding of what that issue is all about and how it should or shouldn't work as we move forward. There is also a sort of culture war raging, at least online, if, if nowhere else, and it's perhaps most obvious when we think about the canon, you know, the, the traditional list of books and texts that we teach or don't teach in schools. And we have a lot of good arguments for why we defend the canon and a lot of very good arguments for why we need to disrupt the canon or, or change the kinds of texts we use in schools. Uh, spoiler alert, I think that both are a little bit right and that some moderation and and situational decision-making is going to be important. But I do plan in the coming months to both host at least one conversation with someone on defending the canon, at least one on disrupting it, and before and or after I'm going to do a solo one talking about what that really might look like if we try to do what is best for our students and provide broader advice for teachers in different situations. So you know, 2021 will hopefully continue to to grow in terms of the kinds of ideas that we address on the podcast, and hopefully that the the number of listeners will increase with it. But I've been very, very pleased with the, the quality of the content that I've produced throughout 2020, and I've been very pleased with the growth in our listener base, particularly in the last few months of 2020. So again, thank you everyone for supporting the ClassCast podcast, and I, I hope that you find some things that you can really dig into and engage with as we get rolling here in 2021. I already have, I think, five or six episodes in the can, as they say, and so 2021 is going to get off to a, a fairly quick start. I've got a lot of good content lined up, talking about unionization and then teacher organizations, talking about um, increasing media literacy and, and media production skills in, in school. I'm going to talk to a PhD student who is studying abroad, uh, and I've got a few others lined up as well. So I, I'm feeling very good about the beginning of 2021. And I hope that the whole year continues with the kind of success that I've seen and experienced over the last couple of months of 2020. Now, that's kind of it for the general, you know, thanks for making it a great year and I look forward to the next year. But I do want to real quick go through what I've put up here in, in the most recent classcastpodcast.com post. This is the best of 2020. This was an incredibly difficult thing to put together. I sort of did it as a last minute idea, you know, hey, let's let's reshare what has been successful. The, the problem is that I think that a lot of the year and so many of these episodes have been good that it was really hard to choose. So initially I said, I'll just do the 10 most downloaded episodes. However, when I looked at, at the download numbers, both combining all the different streaming services, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm missing 10 more, you know, but when I combine those with YouTube, which streams separately, I actually hit some numbers that were surprising to me. And so, so we've been, been doing a really good job in terms of general, you know, listeners and, and all that kind of stuff. But what I was actually surprised to find was that of the top 10 most downloaded episodes, I believe five of them, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, at least five of them are solo episodes, just me talking. And what is interesting is that the very first episode of 2020 was the first solo episode that I had ever done. Episode 14 was released on the 3rd of January, 2020. And I just did a quick recording talking about what is the purpose of the podcast? What are we trying to do? Uh, you know, I felt like I was finally getting my footing and understanding how to do the recording, ask better questions. The production quality was increasing. It's gotten better since. And then, you know, I hit the end of the year and I look back and I think, wow, 
you know, half of my most popular episodes were me just talking on my own without a guest, which is interesting because in 2019, I was trying very hard not to resort to that. And so moving forward, I'm, I'm going to do a few more, um, you know, for every, for every one or two interview episodes, I'm going to try to work in a, a shorter solo episode to talk about some of my personal experiences or views on some of the issues that are, we're facing in education and in society today. Uh, that being said, you know, I went through the list and I said, well, if that's my top 10 most downloaded, I, I don't just want to showcase me. I'd like to showcase some of the guests. So I put together a second list, which I'm calling the hosts picks from 2020. That was really, really tough. Now I've listed them uh, more or less in the order of total downloads, but you know, these, these were just the conversations that seemed to me either provided a, a lot of value in specific ways, or these are the episodes that sort of got the most traction online in terms of people offering feedback, either through emails, private comments, or sharing and discussing online. So I, I want to do a quick recap through a bunch of the episodes simply because I couldn't relist them all. That didn't seem like a, a productive way to recap the year. Um, but if you go to classcastpodcast.com, you'll see the link for the best of 2020. And you can see the 10 most downloaded episodes of the year, followed by 10 more that were just outside the, the numbers for the top 10 downloads but that I think provide a lot of value as well. Now, so as not to do disjustice to any of the other episodes or to slight any of the other guests, I'm very appreciative for all of them. I want to do just a really quick sort of recap of here's what we did in 2020. For those of you who are regular listeners, you already sort of know what's there. So I would say check out the, check out the, the web posting so that you can see what has been more or less popular or what sort of stirred up some chatter. I always think it's nice to know what other people are listening to or into. Um, but if you listen a lot, then you already know most of what's going on. For the people who've joined the ClassCast podcast more recently, and again, we've added a lot of listeners through the fall and the first part of the winter of 2020, um, I'm going to do a quick recap so you know maybe some of what you missed and think of some episodes maybe you want to go back and check out. So as I said, starting on January 3rd of 2020, I did the first solo episode. And from this point on, I'm not going to mention solo episodes anymore, but I then spoke with Mr. Mike Wagner, who's a wonderful teacher, science teacher and global information systems, GIS teacher. And we talked both about, you know, using GIS technologies, incorporating in the classroom. We also talked about his work at Everyday Weather Services on Facebook. He's my favorite local weatherman. I talked with Sam Mull, who is a former student, kind of. I didn't teach Sam, but in episode 17, Sam and I went uh, on, on actually a very long discussion talking about his path through education, his work in public libraries, and all the value that public libraries offer to people today. Episode 19 was with Tim, the shop teacher, Gregory, which was the first or sorry, the last episode I recorded before the pandemic hit. And obviously people were already being, you know, getting sick, but before it was declared a pandemic, before everything shut down. So I released an episode with Tim Gregory on March 4th of 2020. Episode 19 does rank in the top 10 most downloaded episodes. And up until uh, you get into the fall, it was the most popular episode in, in the history of this podcast uh, by far the most downloaded. And so that, that one was, was special in a lot of ways and received a lot of, a lot of attention from former students, from other teachers. For anyone who hasn't listened to episode 19, I do recommend checking that one out. Episode 20, I recorded with my good friend, John Kasica, who is a sales executive for Canvas Learning Management System. I recorded with John right after the pandemic was declared and school shut down. So as I was thinking, oh man, everything's going to go online. What are we going to do? And I knew that my school system was adopting a new LMS. I said, hey, maybe I should just go to a guy I know in the industry who I trust, who's knowledgeable. And so John shared some great insights into what the shift online was going to look like for schools that either had a good LMS or who were going to, who were about to need them. And a lot of his predictions actually played out. And so that was a great technical conversation. 
ever have a question about, you know, how did my, how did my school district land on this software? John shares some insights from the sales side to let you know how those processes work. I then spoke with my wife, Ashley Tibbins, about teaching dance. She's a wonderful dance teacher, professional dancer, and she runs Tiny Toes Dance LLC. We talked about her views on movement in school, on teaching the arts, and on early elementary and, and pre preschool education. We also did a quick bonus in terms of how she was shifting and pivoting to teach online, which proved to be both a very successful add-on, but also had some really useful information for other businesses and teachers as they were preparing to move online. Episode 23 was with Jim Dunning, who I believe up to this point is the only person who has appeared on the podcast uh, more than once. Jim and I talked for a while in early April about how the pandemic was affecting school, but we were projecting forward and thinking, how was it going to affect schools and colleges and businesses? And what was school and college admissions going to look like over the next year? What's really interesting is that a lot of uh, our predictions have played out, and I think we've actually been right about some things we didn't even expect to be right about. We've been, we were wrong about some too, certainly, but episode 23 is nice to sort of get what were people thinking, or at least what were we thinking in early April, uh, certainly before the rest of the pandemic unfolded. Episode 24, I spoke with Jason Miller, who's an excellent history teacher and was also at one point the Virginia State Coach of the Year. He coached his varsity baseball team to a state championship, was named Coach of the Year, and then walked away from from coaching at the high school level to spend more time with his own family and to coach his son's Little League team. So we got some great ideas about teaching and what it was like to have young kids during the pandemic. But for the last uh, maybe five or seven minutes of that episode, really an amazing story about coaching and priorities and valuing family. And so I strongly recommend that you check out episode 24 with Jason Miller, particularly the very end where he shares that personal story. Episode 26, I spoke with Megan Euler Moffat, who's a friend of mine from high school. She now oversees student teachers and helps uh, new teachers as they're getting into the profession. She's formerly an elementary school teacher and elementary school administrator. Megan offered some great advice for parents who are trying to help their students uh, and their young people at home to continue learning, whether through homeschooling, online school, or whatever else they may have been facing in April and May of 2020. Uh, there's then a little sort of break and I I say break, not because in time, 10 days later, I released episode 27 with Julia Rogers, but around episode 27 was where it really hit me that the pandemic was providing an opportunity to reach out and to expand since I was going to have to record all these episodes online. Anyway, I might as well start reaching out to people. Uh, I was no longer limited geographically and that has done wonders for this podcast and the quality of these conversations. So I then spoke with Julia Rogers who, uh, runs en route gap year consulting, And she's the president of the National Gap Association. We talked about gap years and students who are maybe not going to be going directly into college. That followed with a very popular episode from Safa and Falak Qureshi talking about homeschooling, unschooling, and public schooling. I talked with Megan O'Connor, who is the entrepreneur in residence at Kaplan, one of the biggest education companies in the world, and her project, uh, The Boost Year, which is in episode 29. Episodes 30 and 31 fell right around the end of the school year in June 2020. I spoke with Laleda Baraki and Cameron Thompson, both former students of mine, both uh, brilliant, brilliant, very talented and very motivated uh, young black women attending prestigious universities. We talked about their experiences in school, as well as uh, racism in school and how they thought the Black Lives Matter movement and the responses to the George Floyd killing were going to play out. We got some great ideas about race and racism in school and what they believe to be effective responses for how to have these conversations in class. Episode 32, I spoke with Ben Calderelli, who is a wonderful college consultant, uh, as it runs a company helping students to prepare their college admissions essays, test prep, and, and sort of life coaching in general. 
Then in episode 34, I revisited the idea of unschooling, speaking with Katina Franklin Sweetie, who's a director of a self-directed education uh, school, quote unquote, or center in Leesburg, Virginia called Embark. Uh, Katina and I had a wonderful conversation. This is one of my one of my favorites of the year, just because there were so many things that she said that made me question what we do in school and why we do it. Episode 35 featured Sarah Potler Lehane talking about social emotional learning and her company Move This World and all the things we can be doing to support our students to be better people and to be happier and more emotionally well-adjusted. Episode 36 featured Allies for Black Voices, an organization started by four young women in the Ashburn, Virginia area. They created an online platform to help showcase black thought leaders and ideas about anti-racism. So they created this platform and then had some awesome ideas about how to elevate the level of discourse and how to get the uh, quote-unquote right people sort of leading the discussion. They had a lot of great things to say, and they had some great guests on their website as well. Episode 37 featured Jeremy Wayne Tate, who to this day is still one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter. He is an advocate for classical education and is the CEO of the CLT exam, a competitor for the SAT and ACT. Jeremy has some Really awesome and and interesting ideas about education. Um, I don't always agree with him, but I do love the his passion for his views and his willingness to engage with people that he both agrees and disagrees with. So that was a really cool discussion. Episode 38, Janet LaSole, uh, we talked about world schooling, travel, and, and sort of an unschooling while on the move. And so that thematically connected in nicely with the discussions with Katina Franklin-Sweetie and um, Safa and Follett Qureshi, all of, which, all of which builds on a previous discussion with Jim Dunning. Episode 39, I spoke with Mike Bergen and Amy Seeley. Uh, They're the hosts of the Tests and the Rest podcast. They also lead a national organization for test prep professionals, and we had a really good talk about standardized testing. Getting into the fall, I spoke with Garrett Pierce, a former student of mine. In episode 40, we talked about distance learning. He, he just completed a college degree online after doing one in person. We also talked about mental health, hobbies, and learning by doing. Episode 42, I spoke with Joe Pizzo, who is the 2020 AMLE Educator of the Year. He's won a lot of awards. He's in his 47th year teaching middle school English and drama. And man, if that guy isn't passionate and just energized, it was it was a great conversation. Episode 44 with Matt Bass, who was running for and is now uh, won the election for the Clark County Board of Supervisors. That was really interesting. It was actually our most popular YouTube content. Matt shared his views on how important schools can be to a local community, both in terms of uh, political discourse and local culture, you know, building a community. He also talked about what schools can and should do to better support life in rural areas. That was a really cool perspective, not something you hear people talk a lot about in a lot of education podcasts. Episode 46 was one of my favorites. I talked to Taylor Freeman, who's the CEO of Axon Park. He's working in virtual reality and augmented reality and sort of how those technologies can support education. This was a revolutionary talk. This it's, I'm really excited about the idea of virtual reality and what it can do for schools in the future. I was so excited about it. I went out and bought my own virtual reality gear uh, for Christmas. So episode 46, personal favorite. Episode 47 with Shane Lawrence, who's the host of the Ed Podcast. He's an excellent teacher, sort of of all subjects, or nearly all subjects, in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Shane uh, is is a great teacher and a good podcast host. I've learned a lot from talking with him. We've sort of formed a friendship. He and a few other podcast hosts, we now have a sort of a private chat group. And I really enjoyed having Shane on the on the podcast to dig into sort of his views. 
episode 49, I spoke with Craig Randall, who's a former principal and school administrator who's been a principal or teacher on four different continents. And he's trying to innovate and renovate the ways that we do teacher observation and feedback. Finally, the last episode of the year was episode 51 with Devin Siebold, who is America's favorite teacher comedian. He's popular for his YouTube videos, uh, sort of poking fun at schools and the things that teachers have to deal with. He's made some great content related to the school closures and pandemic. He gets tens of thousands of views on YouTube every month. And uh, Devin was a a great guest, very funny, very smart, and and definitely provided sort of a, a nice light ending to the year. And so that rounds out the content for the 2020 year on the ClassCast podcast. I'd like to thank everyone again for their support, for listening to the podcast. If you ever have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future topics or guests, please use the contact form at the bottom of the page on the special Best of 2020 episode listed at ClassCastPodcast.com. Thank you very much and have a happy new year. 